Good morning, ladies. I am Pulamons, and this is The Resting Place. You know, I'm always so excited to be on this podcast because this is a space where broken women can come together and find healing in each other. This is a space where we get comfort and strength to fight again another day. And this is a space where we get to make disciples of all nations because we have been given the power, we have been given the authority by Jesus Christ of Nazareth to do such. And that's where we find a resting place when we start making disciples of all, and I mean all nations. So today I'm going to talk Uh, from the book of Acts chapter 9. I'm focusing my attention on verse 13 to 16. And the, the title of that text says, Ananias baptizes Saul. It reads as follows. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. 14. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. 15. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. 16. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Lord, I come before you in this moment and I ask that not my intelligence, Lord, not my own revelation, Lord, may shine through this message. Only your anointing, Lord, only your revelation must come through my mouth. For this is not a message for me only but it is a message for me and through me to your children. So let them hear you and not my words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So if I can just share a little bit of background from verse 10. Ananias is one of the disciples of Christ and his based in Damascus. And Damascus is a place where Saul, who was a Greek and a persecutor of the church, was coming to Damascus. And his sole purpose to come to Damascus was to continue his mission of persecuting the church. And On his way to Damascus, he gets an encounter with Jesus. 
he gets hit by lightning and he falls down from his horse and when he stands up he realizes that he's blind and jesus says to him why soul why are you are you persecuting me and Saul says lord but who are you and he says i am jesus that you're persecuting so at that point saul is blind he just had an encounter with Christ and the men that were traveling with him took him into Damascus. So now he's in one of the homes in Damascus and this is day three after he had an encounter with Jesus. So Ananias, this disciple, has a vision where God is telling him, you know what, Ananias, go to um so-and-so's house because I've got a man in there called Saul from Tarsus. I want you to heal his blindness. So for three days and three, for three days, we are told that Saul was not eating anything, was not drinking anything ever since he got blind. So this morning, Ananias wakes up to a vision that tells him he must go heal Saul's blindness. <laughs> So after the instruction, then Ananias comes to God and says, okay, wait a minute, Lord, maybe you missed the breaking news. I believe you were not watching the news this morning. Don't you know that this man that you are sending me to go heal is the very same man who has been persecuting the church in Jerusalem? I've heard from so many people saying he has been persecuting your saints in Jerusalem. Don't you know that this man that you are sending me to go heal from blindness is the same guy who was coming into my town, Damascus, to do the same to us as your saints? God, I don't understand this. Maybe speak it in the language that I understand. <laughs> so God is giving Ananias, the disciple, an instruction. And Ananias feels the need to tell God the breaking news about Saul. God says to him, <laughs> You know what? Just go. <laughs> Just go. Because this man that you're talking about, he's actually a chosen vessel of mine. He's a man who will bear my name before the Gentiles, before the kings. And most importantly, to those who boast about being my children, the children of Israel. This is the man who will bear my name before the children of Israel. So just go and do as you're told. <laughs> so basically, that's my paraphrasing of what God said to Ananias. And what I found interesting, before God even answered Ananias, 
is the fact that Ananias felt the need to educate God about who Saul is. In this present moment, a full disciple of Christ who knows who God is, who knows that he knows the end from the beginning, is this very same disciple who chooses to tell God who Saul is. So as I was studying, I felt in, a, in my spirit, God saying, you know, when you have an encounter with God, the very first encounter with God, nothing in your physical state may change. You see, Ananias doesn't recognize the fact that as he is trying to educate God about who Saul is, Saul has already had an encounter with God. So God knows that the new Saul that Ananias is unaware of. So God has already gone forward to change and transform this man who is known as Saul of Tessas, the persecutor of the church. By the time he sends Ananias to Saul, it's because God three days ago already has, has had an encounter with Ananias. But Ananias being a man, being a human being, doesn't recognize the fact that three days ago there was an encounter. And you know, <laughs> it is so important for the very first transformation that happens when we, when we have an encounter with Christ not to be visible or so obvious to the naked eye. As I was studying, I asked God, but why does transformation, at least the very first stages of transformation, have to be hidden? And God sent me to nature. As we look at how this a seed, most seeds anyway, germinate. A seed needs darkness in order to germinate. We're talking most seeds. Yes, they are exception to the rule. But if we accept that most seeds need darkness to germinate, then God said that is why the first stages of transformation must be hidden. I try to understand what exactly does germinate mean? When I looked into the dictionary, it said, Google's, I mean, sorry, dictionary.com on Google <laughs> says, germinate means begin to grow and put out shoots after a period of dormancy. Begin to grow and put out and put out shoots after a period of dormancy. Goes again to say germinate means 
to come into existence and develop. <laughs> what is a period of dorm dormancy? I went in again to check. And Google says, seed dormancy is a condition that prevents germination even under optimal environmental conditions. And this happens, the seed dormancy happens in order to preserve the seedlings. It says, you know, seeds, germination will come in staggering stages in order to keep some seedlings safe from possible bursts of bad weather or herbivores that might eat them. <laughs> so what this means is when we have an encounter with Christ, when Jesus has an encounter with us, he starts making some invisible transformation and the reason why it needs to be invisible is so that the herbivores the people who are around us may not eat what is developing in us so the ananias of this world may not recognize what is coming in you the last they checked you were this naive little girl the last they checked, you were stupid. The last they checked, you were broke. But they don't know what's going on outside their vision. On the inside, you have had an encounter with Christ. So the very first day that you say, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, the very first day that you knelt down and prayed over your situation, the very first day that you started your fast because you said, Lord, I want you to draw me close to you, something started happening on the inside of you. But it had to be on the inside of you. So that the kings of this world, the Ananiases of this world, the children of Israel who feel entitled to the kingdom would not see what is coming. <laughs> so God takes Saul in his blindness and he makes some transformation over three days before he sends out a disciple to go meet with him. <laughs> the title of my message is Chosen in Darkness. Chosen in Darkness. The first darkness that Saul was put in was blindness. God needed to blind Saul of everything that he knew before of his initial intentions of going to Damascus. He needed to shut down those thoughts in order for his purpose, for God's purpose to, to, to prevail. The second 
darkness that needed to happen was to preserve Saul in his transforming state in darkness so that those who seem to know the truth or who believe they know the truth or who think they are in authority might not see that here's this transformation happening. So when God calls you into your purpose, he blinds you, he shuts your mind of all the tricks that you normally use to get yourself out of a ditch. He closes all your senses from recognizing the danger that you're about to get into. He allows you to get into a space of darkness because when you are in darkness, then you won't be able to get yourself out unless you find him, the light in our darkness. So in order for God's purpose to manifest in you, the people that you're so dependent on must go. Leaves you in darkness alone. In order for God's purpose to prevail in your life, the connections that you have must come to an end. Leaves you in a space of financial darkness. In order for God's purpose to prevail in your life, all the knowledge that you thought you had diminishes. All of a sudden, you, come, you can't come up with good ideas. All of a sudden, you've hit a mental block. You're wondering what's going on. You are a soul who are serving a certain kingdom. Now God is putting you into a position of transformation so that you might start advancing his kingdom. You know, we, we tend to take our talents and serve the kingdom of this world with the talents that God gave us. But at some point, God says, enough. Enough. I'm going to show you that this talent comes from me. And this talent was meant to serve my kingdom. So he blinds you. He puts you in a space of darkness. And he hides you from those who are already in the kingdom who will try and prevent what you are bringing forth into the kingdom. If they knew that Saul, you are already Paul, who will write almost a third of the New Testament, then maybe they would have taken advantage in his blindness. Maybe they would have taken advantage of his hunger and thirst over those three days and killed him. But because they still thought 
He was the persecutor of the church. The Ananias of this world thought he's still the persecutor of the church. They didn't know that he is Paul who is going to be the apostle who will, will come and bring disruption into the kingdom. A Greek who comes to preach about God, the God of Israel, to the children of Israel? What? If Herod knew that Mary was carrying the king of kings, he would have made sure that Mary and the unborn child die before she gives birth. But she seemed like just an ordinary woman, pregnant woman, like any other pregnant woman in the city. If your pastor knew that you were bringing disruption into the church, they wouldn't have made you the youth leader. But they let you be the youth leader because God covered you in darkness. He put a shade on them that, so that they do not recognize the person that you are now becoming. It was important for Ananias to still see Saul, the persecutor. Because had he known that he is a Greek man who's going to take this gospel of the Jews and give it to the Gentiles, he would have called on other disciples and other apostles. And the very same people who are for Christ would have stopped the mission of God on this earth. The very same people who are preaching Christ, who are of Christ, who want Christ's will to be done on earth, would have stopped this gospel from going to the Gentiles through Paul. So they had to know him as still Saul from Tissus, the Greek who's here to persecute the church. So God made it that the first encounter with him might not be visible so that they put you in position of power. You chief justice mohoeng mohoeng thinking that they are putting a yes ma'am into the position of power only to find that oh my gosh we've made a mistake we've put a servant of God he will speak live into the justice system he will speak live into the criminal justice system of South Africa when they thought they were putting just a yes ma'am <laughs> They had to be blinded from who you are. You had to grow in darkness. It was important for them to see you as naive so that they put you in a position of power. 
So, <laughs> Ananias gives God the breaking news about who Saul is. But I love what God says in verse 15. You know, the Bible says in Romans 4 verse 17, God gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they do. <laughs> he speaks of the things that don't exist as though they do. So on verse 15, God says when he answers Ananias, he doesn't get into the breaking news. The Bible says, but the Lord said to him, go. And I just added in there, just go and do your job, Ananias. <laughs> because the person whom you are saying is Saul, the persecutor of the church, let me introduce you to who this guy is. You know him from three days ago. That is the person he was five years ago. That is a person she was three months ago. But can I quickly introduce you to who this man is right now at this moment? The man that you're about to heal. He is my chosen vessel. He is the man who will bear my name before the Gentiles, before the kings, and before the so-called children of mine, the children of Israel. <clears throat> God calls the things that be not as though they are. Saul has not done anything yet. Saul is still in his darkness. He is unaware that he's about to be opened up to a new self, to a new him. He thinks he is in a space of confusion. You, he doesn't recognize the, the transformation that God is doing inside of him. He still now feels guilty about persecuting the church. He's still feeling the suffering of being blind because of that persecution. He's still not eating, not drinking anything because he's feeling ashamed. But on the other side, God is having a conversation about the very same person who thinks they are not good enough. The very same person who feels guilty about their past. The very same person who is not eating or drinking anything. And God is saying, she is the vessel that I've chosen to advance my kingdom. She is the vessel who will come into those who are believers like her and disrupt the belief system that currently exists because it limits me. It limits my movement. It restricts me only to the Jews, but I need my voice to go into the Gentiles and change and transform lives because these Gentiles also are my children. If they knew you were the vessel, the chosen vessel, they would have taken 
advantage of your blindness. They would have taken advantage of your hunger and thirst. But they still saw you as the naive little girl of yesterday. <laughs> and they made a mistake and put you in power. <laughs> because they thought they were putting a yes ma'am, yes say in a power position of power. By the time they realize who you are, woman of God, by the time they realize what mistake they've made, by the time they realize that you are a Chinese bamboo tree, the chosen vessel, the disruptor of the status quo, the kingdom advancer, it will be too late. <laughs> you would have already taken root. By the time they realize that there's a seed germinating in this place, they would have put you in a power, in a position of power. And don't you make a mistake of telling them who you are, what God is doing in the inside of you. Let God show them when the time is right. Because for everything, there is an appointed time. Enjoy those years of transformation. Enjoy those months of transformation. Enjoy that transformation that happens between you and God. Because by the time they realize who you are, who they've given the tender to, your business will be running. By the time they realize who you are, your NGO will be established. By the time they realize that you are the kingdom advancer, your career would, be, would have advanced beyond a point where you are now the decision maker, where you are now in position to disrupt the, the status quo, where women were not supposed to be any as much as men. By the time they realized that they made you the CEO and you are the advancer of the kingdom, women will be earning as much as men are doing in the same position, are earning in the same position. When they realize who you are, your marriage will be restored. When the devil realizes who you are, your children will be restored from the addictions. Let them think that you are the naive little girl that they, were, they used to gossip about. Let them think that you are the naive little girl who was broke yesterday. Let them think that you are still that naive little girl who couldn't get her home in order. Enjoy the peace that you are having in your home. Enjoy the serenity that God has restored back into your home. No need to advertise it yet. It is not the appointed time. By the time the devil recognizes woman who you are, he thinks he's won this battle. He's thrown all sorts of confusion your way. You have been fired from a position because people plotted against you. You have been, you have found yourself 
addicted to alcohol you found addicted yourself addicted to food you found yourself addicted to drugs because you couldn't handle what was going on everything that could go wrong in your life was going wrong and the devil thought he won but he didn't recognize that day when christ came knocking at your door and transformation started happening they thought you are still the junkie so they so they messed around and put you in a position of power by the by the time the devil recognizes who you are the gentiles would be knowing who jesus is by the time the devil recognizes who you are the children of Israel would have surrendered themselves back to their true God. By the time the devil recognizes who you are in that company, the kings would have bowed down to their only name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because no longer are you Saul, but you are Paul, the anointed one who's going to bring disruption even to the apostles because the apostles thought this gospel was meant for the Jews. But you, Saul, who have been transformed to Paul before they understand who you are, before they recognize the anointing that is on you, you would have gone into the, the city of the Gentiles. You would have spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. In those cities, souls would have been saved by the time the apostles find the report that Paul is busy with the Gentiles. <laughs> the first encounter that we have with Jesus has to be in secret because if they were to find out if the devil was to get hold of what is inside of you he would make all means to destroy you and probably you would be destroyed because your roots wouldn't have developed but because you are a seed that is under dormancy right now he thinks He's won the battle. <laughs> he doesn't realize that you are under darkness. You are covered for a reason so that you develop strong root. And once your root has been developed, by the time you sprout out, it would be too late. The Gentiles would be knowing the truth. So let them label you according to who you were. Let them still speak of you as that naive little girl. Let them still speak of you as a junkie. Let them still speak of you as a woman who wrecks homes. Let them still talk about you as a man snatcher. Let them still talk about you as the one who came and asked for sugar from us yesterday. Let them still label you as the person that you are. And please don't make a mistake of correcting them. 
Because when the appointed time arrives, they will know who you are. They will know what God has put in you. They will know why you had to leave your job as an accountant to go post things on social media. They will start understanding why you kept on quitting your job and they thought you just didn't want to work, but they didn't understand what was inside of you. Let them know. They will know when the appointed time comes. That there was an anointing that you could never say no to in your life. There was an anointing, a burning desire that was shaking your inside. There was something that wouldn't let you go. You had an encounter with Jesus three days ago. You had your encounter with Jesus three days ago. And now your business is about making disciples of all nations, making disciples of all nations in all these industries where they said Christ is not welcome. They welcomed you not understanding that you are the messenger of Christ. They welcomed you into their industry, not knowing that you are there to disrupt the status quo. God is in control. God is working in your situation. God will make all these things, this confusion that you're facing, this um, financial difficulty that you're facing, this ill health that you're going through right now, this broken relationships that you're suffering right now, you are in a transformation period a period where both you and those who are looking at you are blinded to what god is doing you are growing in darkness matthew 10 jesus says i give you power and authority i give you power and authority now go out there and make disciples of all nations women Take up your resting place. Your resting place is when you make disciples of all nations. Take up your resting place. Forget about your confusion for a minute. Share about the goodness of God. Forget about the things that are not going wrong, uh, that are going wrong right now in your life. Tell people about how God has already delivered you from more serious and more difficult challenges than the one that you are facing. Make disciples of all nations. In whatever sphere that you find yourself in, in whatever area that God places you, in whether you're in your home, whether you're at work, at church, in the community, make disciples of all nations. Let all people know that Christ is still Lord, that Jesus died so that all of us can be saved, so that we no longer have to live in condemnation and guilt, so that we no longer have to work hard for our sins to be forgiven. Christ died on the cross so that we can get busy 
making disciples of all nations so that we can get busy sharing Christ's love with the nations so that we can get busy showing people God's kindness. I give you power and authority in darkness so that by the time you mushroom, by the time you grow, your roots would have been fully developed. You are growing in your space of darkness. Thank you.